Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devils show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totri, joined for this emergency podcast with Sean DePaz. Yep. Sean, some big breaking news. Big indeed. Yes. Pete Thamel reporting that Antonio Pierce, defensive coordinator, once the number two guy at the Arizona State football program, is expected to resign with the ongoing NCAA investigation and pursue opportunities in the NFL. Just your initial reaction to the news. Um, surprised it took this long. I'm surprised that he wasn't gone before Zach Hill. Yeah, I love how they always they throw in the uh, pursue NFL opportunities as if he has a choice, like as if he's going to be able to get a job in college yeah. football right now. Um, but uh, I don't. It's. Like, what do we have to show for it? Like, it's they, they, they committed these. I mean, I have to imagine that they committed these violations now that everyone's leaving. And what do we have to show for it? Second place in the, the Pac 12 South? Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I didn't. I think this was a matter of time. I'm honestly surprised it took this long. Yeah. So if, if you aren't familiar with the situation, ASU being investigated by the NCAA uh, for recruiting. Uh, violating recruiting rules, uh, a handful of different things, whether it be meeting with recruits when they're not supposed to, um, seeing them again when they're not supposed to. A lot of it has to do with the time period uh, in which ASU was recruiting. But again, Antonio Pierce, defensive coordinator, recruiting coordinator at ASU, that's the big thing is you can't have these allegations. You can't have this ongoing investigation in terms of recruiting and it all be at the helm. You've got your lead guy. Yeah. Right. Your recruiting coordinator is the guy who is in charge of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think hurt him the most. And Shane said it too. I just got off the phone with him that, you know, the expectation was that eventually Pierce would be gone yeah. when this investigation um, ensued. But it still feels a little surreal in the sense that just a couple of years ago, like Pierce was such a promising coach yep. at ASU, Herm grooming him to be the next coach once he retired or just be a head coach in general. So to have the fallout now of like within the last three weeks, ASU has lost a tight ends coach, a secondary coach, an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, etc. And it's it still feels like we are just at the start yep. of it all. The Herm train, yeah. B's coming. The Herm train is in shambles right now. 
make it stop, Sean. Can you can you do I that? I don't know if anyone can stop this train. This train is a, is got full head of steam. Um that, that was my like honestly, my first thought when I heard this heard this is like, okay, when's the Herm announcement come? Because yeah. I have hard because I think it was Shane that we were talking about this with. He said that like or maybe it was Saul, but it's this is the head of it was Saul. This is the head of the program. Yeah, you don't get away with something like this. You, it can't be everyone else's fault when you're in charge. Yeah, like at a certain point he has to take blame, and I just feel like it, it's a matter of time before he goes. Which I that is going to be a whole other emergency podcast, and we could talk about <laughs> what that means. But um, especially, but like in terms of Antonio Pierce, the re- director of recruiting is going to get in trouble for a recruiting violation. Yeah, the NCAA doesn't just willy nilly like initiate investigations like there's obviously something going on um and it was obvious that he was gonna he was gonna be a casualty in all of this like i said i'm just surprised it took this long um Pease does have a great point brian flores is available i feel like he's, he's kind of in the middle of a lawsuit struggle. Right he is in the middle of a lawsuit he probably like be said not be getting an nfl job anytime soon could use a defensive coordinator slash head coach if herm does end up leaving I would not complain if Brian Flores was that guy, but um, back to reality. <laughs> I, and yeah, this was just a, a matter of time. And I feel like you said, I feel like this is only the beginning. It's just going to get worse. And we still haven't even gotten the results of the investigation. Yeah. Like the investigation hasn't concluded. We don't know that anything has happened. Yeah. And all of these guys are already leaving. So I have to imagine it's going to get worse. Yeah. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, breaking news out of Tempe that ASU's defensive coordinator Antonio Pierce is expected to resign and no longer be a part of the Sun Devil football program in his roles as defensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator. Something super tough about this all is it comes on national signing day, right? As if ASU's recruiting class wasn't already hurting enough, they lose their recruiting coordinator. And when the investigation kind of came out, like it was immediate Mm -hmm. as to the fallout. ASU today ranking the worst in the Pac-12 in terms of recruiting rankings, and then second worst rankings in all of the Power Five. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Cheerson has had a great point in the comments. Like, not not even just the current recruits, but you think of the players that are on the team now yeah. that are going to want to leave. And yeah. you can't blame them. Like, the whole program is getting up upturned. And again, we don't know how this is going to affect Herm, but I, it would not be surprising that he loses his job or he decides to leave. Um, so I feel like even in terms, not only in terms of the coaching turnover, but in terms of what this roster is going to look like, it's just only going to get worse. Um, but yeah, it coming on national signing day is pretty terrible. Uh, I think the, the reality of it is, is that this actual announcement probably won't change a whole lot because I have to imagine that most recruits kind of saw this writing on the wall and they're, if they're here, they're here for other reasons, not necessarily the actual coaches in the building. Maybe they're here for Herm. And if he leaves that changes things. But um, I think in terms of Antonio Pierce, the, the, these recruits were probably already, already saw this coming. I have to imagine there was a certain level of transparency with recruits um, in terms of, of what they should expect the coaching staff to look like. Yeah. Um, so it's just the timing of it is, is just terrible, but I think this is just a microcosm of the larger scheme. The larger picture is just that this program's kind of a mess right now. And it, it clearly affected what happened in recruiting. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and it still feel, feels like this is just the beginning and yeah. it felt like that after Hill. Um, it still feels like that after Pierce, it feels like, 
everyone is now just waiting for that final blow. Yeah. Everyone is now just waiting, it feels like, for Herm to be next. Uh, it is a matter of time, it feels like, yeah. in terms of when everything is going to take place. Is that a decision that is made before the season? Is that a decision that is made before spring ball? Like, Or do they wait till the entire investigation wraps up and then go from there? But at that point, you don't know where you're going to be at. Like, You may have completed all of spring ball getting ready to prep for Camp T or the start of the season. And and then what? Then then you have to replace your head coach. Like yeah, there, there's so much still to be determined within this program. Um, but again, if you're just joining us, the big breaking news is that Antonio Pierce, ASU's defensive coordinator, expected to resign from his position as DC and recruiting coordinator in Tempe. Obviously, nothing has been made official yet by the university that I have seen. And there's still going to be some time for a new defensive coordinator to yeah. be brought in. Do you think that Marvin Lewis is again elevated to that position? Um, it wouldn't surprise me, um, especially considering that, like, when you talk about recruits, any recruits that came, if they're if they're here for defense, they probably knew that Marvin Lewis would be sticking around if Antonio Pierce didn't. Um, that being said, I feel like they probably don't want to go back in that direction. Like, I feel like when you look at like on the offensive side of the ball, they brought in Brian Billick, who was clearly qualified to be an offensive coordinator yeah. at this level. When they chose not to, they chose to just kind of have him as that assistant to the head coach and uh, an analyst or whatever. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they went and tried to. I think they're going to try and go get somebody else because they're going to, they just want to bolster this this coaching staff and maybe bring somebody that has somewhat of some name recognition bring a little bit more credibility um but i wouldn't be surprised if they if they went back yeah so it's it's just so much uncertainty i didn't want to say though that like we're talking a lot about how this is going to affect the coaching we haven't even we don't know to the extent of which this is going to affect the actual program in terms of postseason bans loss of scholarship stuff like that um so I, this all this coaching turnover is only one side of this this die that is this whole whole train wreck yeah and i mean if you're losing like the bold mans don't even matter if you can't even get recruits that's to play exactly here. yeah like you got that's assuming you're able to be 500 and qualify for a bowl game yeah like at this rate with recruiting classes for arizona state ranking among some of the worst nationally and the worst in the conference you can't you can't even expect to make a bowl game like I feel like if the NCAA is going to punish ASU, they're going to it, – it's got to be among scholarships. Like, it has to be. Yeah, no, I you'd think – and I mean, yeah, you talked about that, like, the you have to get to Bulls. Like, Pac-12 South is only getting more difficult. Like, I mean, we talked about a little Caleb Williams going to USC. Like, that yeah. team's getting better. University – or that school down south, their, their recruiting is – off the walls like they're getting a lot better yeah. and you, we talked to mike luke uh before the basketball game and he said that like that football team they're probably going to be on par they're going to or get close to par with yeah. asu so if the playing field for them is getting more difficult and they just keep shooting themselves in the foot um so it's just a big <laughs> deep sigh yeah i mean Cheerson said it there's no there there can't really be an expectation that marvin lewis is going to want that job like, yeah, and I think that is almost and then this is this is speculation on my part of 
I have to assume that is why Brian Billick did not take the offensive coordinator position because this investigation had to have come up in conversation. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and remember Billick was hired before Hill resigned. Yep. So there's gotta be some sort of conversation among Herm Ray. Again, all these guys known each other 20, 30, 40 years. It would be naive to think that there hasn't been a conversation of like, look, man, like, I love you. I'd love to step in that role, but the way the program is set right now, there's no way like you look like a fool. If you step in and you're the offensive coordinator of a school that is now going through this again, the, the investigation is ongoing. We have no idea what the yeah. NCAA is going to do to it. Um, it. It's just really a giant mess. Question mark, dumpster fire, anything else that uh, you could really think of. That's the Arizona state football program as it sits today. Yeah. Um, I mean, Prince James in the chat mentioned something that I think is is interesting, like um, in terms of uh, Chris Claiborne getting promoted, linebacker coach. I mean, you think you talked about coaches not wanting to come into the situation. I feel like promoting someone from the inside and like that's an actual promotion, not necessarily kind of like a lateral move that would be like moving Bill to offensive coordinator yeah. type thing um, might be what they have to do because why why if you're a if you're a coach why do you want to step into the situation when you're not going to have your recruits and it's not like you're stepping into the situation like it'd be one thing if like okay you know this is going on but they've completely cleaned house and now you have a new co- new head coach whole new staff and you can kind of reapproach uh the recruiting that way but if you're a recruiter coming to this situation or you're a coordinator coming to the situation why would you and but herm's still here and herm is still kind of the root of the problem. Like he's the head coach. This is his program. Why do you want to join this situation? So it would make sense for them to go after some, or to look at promoting someone like Claiborne. Um, but yeah, this program is just, is in shambles. The Herm train is in shambles, like B said. And yeah. I don't know why there's not a lot of incentive to hop on board this train when it is heading towards a cliff. Yeah. Not even, I mean, the coaches, the players, we've seen it in recruiting. That's the reason ASU is getting the recruits that they are yeah. is they're getting and I, I don't want to take anything away from the recruits a lot. I mean, if you're getting signed to a D one college football program, you are good at football. Yeah. So not taking anything away from the recruits and the transfers, but they're coming here to play. Yeah. They like, if, if I'm a recruit and I, and I asked Shane about this when Hill resigned is if I'm sitting across from Herm or whoever is going to be recruiting for ASU for the next couple seasons, like, you you can't have an expectation of you're gonna win a national championship. Yeah, that's not the expectation. That and like, why do you? Why would you trust Herm right now? Like, uh, I don't know. I would just have a hard time trusting anyone in this program. But yeah, you're not coming here. I don't think you can come here even with the expectation of like being in a Pac-12 championship game anymore. Because like last year, you could make that pitch a very realistic yeah. pitch. Like, hey, especially mid-season. Yeah, we're competing to 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 win the Pac-12. Um, which and I mean, there was a point at the beginning of the year or midway through the year where it's like, hey, if they win these games, like they're gonna have to be in the conversation for the college football playoff. And obviously, it did not turn out that way. But um, so, like, you could make that pitch where like we're gonna do some things. Yeah. Here now, you're like, maybe we can make the cheese at bowl. Like maybe we can. <laughs> maybe make- you can make a bowl game. Period. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe you can make some low tier bowl game. Um, but it's tough. I mean, and like when you like. You look at this team and like this upcoming season. I don't think this upcoming season is necessarily a complete lost cause because a lot of this team is is kind of figured out. Like we've talked about the struggles in the receiving core, but like our running back 
like the running back room is already figured out. Jaden's still going to be our quarterback. There's still pieces on the defense that are going to be there. But when you look at the the year after that, the years after that, it's going to be really hard to keep whatever momentum we had prior to this investigation to keep that moving and not regress um, and not start moving towards what U of A is at. Um, I don't want to get that apocalyptic and think we're just going to be the worst packed. They're the worst power five team in the country. But um, I mean, the I mean, the future is is set for that. It's bleak for sure. Like you figure, and I, again, I'd hate to be a negative Nancy, but like you figure that you are what you recruit yeah. at this day and age in college football. If all you have are transfers and a handful of guys, again, not taking anything away from those transfers or those handful of guys, but me specifically, I'm coming from covering Notre Dame, right? A school that is consistently in the college football playoff, a school that consistently wins, recruiting i was there for early signing day they had 20 plus early signees that's on early signing day they have almost triple what asu got in terms of signees and commits like that is how you do it so in the middle of an investigation you can't really go pitch culture you can't really go pitch what you've got to these other teams yeah right where again and i'm just taking it from my experience is notre dame brian kelly leaves a week and a half before early signing day Marcus Freeman is in there and there it it like nothing changes yeah like that is a winning program so I feel like it, it starts with culture and I think that's what a lot of people wanted when Herm got here yeah was hey Herm's gonna come in here he's gonna be a player's coach he's gonna change the way things are done and unfortunately he's changed the way things are done in the wrong way because they're yeah. breaking rules allegedly yeah um, and I was actually just thinking about what Shearson said. It's like it didn't affect the Arizona Hoops program. The thing about the Arizona Hoops program is that they were good. Like they, they won. They won before the investigation and they hung on to their coach. I think at terms of in terms of this program, they did not live up to the expectations of what this season was supposed to be. They had hopes of, of winning the Pac-12 South, of playing in the Pac-12 championship, and they didn't do that. So I think this program kind of was already moving away from what they were hoping it was going to be, and now all of this is just going to accelerate that decline. I, I am at this point of the – they need – Herm needs to leave. I think Herm needs to go, and they need to bring in a Jed Fish that can just be like, look, we know what this program was. I'm here. I'm changing that. Just rebuild all of this from the ground yeah. up kind of thing. Because look at U of A was the worst team in the power five last year. And now the recruiting class is, is amazing. And yeah. it's, it's because of Jed Fish. He had one season where he didn't, it was, it was, it was leftovers from the, from the old regime. And he had just kind of had to deal with that. But now he's here getting his own recruits and they're, they're moving towards the future. They're getting better. And that's what I feel like, ASU football has to do is they kind of have to build from they have to start from scratch because I don't think you're getting better with Herm because like I said how are you going to especially if you're a parent if you're a a mom or dad of one of these recruits and Herm is sitting in your living room how are you going to trust him with your kid's future yeah I don't think you can what's the pitch I don't I don't know how you have one at this point I don't know how Herm has and like going back to Cheerston's comment um U of A cheated and it won yeah, they cheated and they were winning while they're cheating. Cheating is never good. No. Breaking the rules never good. But if you're going to break the rules, if you're going to cheat, you gotta you, win. <laughs> you, you might as well be at the top 
And they're not that that wasn't even the case. No. And I mean, you look at you ASU's football team when they got on national stages and they got a chance to prove themselves. They choked it away. That's not what U of A did. U of A. I mean, obviously, they weren't national champions, but they they were a solid program. Um, I, I don't remember who said it, but like in the comments, they, they, they had ASU or U of A has a legacy of greatness in that yeah. basketball program. Yeah. Bees. Yeah. They have a legacy of greatness. ASU football does not have that right now. They can't rely on that. So that's why I think they have to go the Jed Fish route and rebuild from the ground up. Any final thoughts on the expectation that Antonio Pierce will resign from his position? Uh, not, I know. I mean, it's just, like I said, it was a matter of time and I, it's the beginning of the, it's just the, the start of the beginning of the end. Like, it's Very um, apocalyptic here. I mean, it's in terms of this coaching staff and what and like this investigation. I don't just don't think we're really at the peak of it. Like we were talking about this move happening months ago. Yeah, like, it, it was seemed inevitable that this was coming. So I don't think in terms of the actual like in this move in a in a vacuum, whatever. I, it was it was a matter of time. But it's just a, a sign of things when you put this in conjunction with the Zach Hill uh, re- resignation yeah. and all the other things that that happened recently. It just is a clear sign of what's happening with this program. Yeah. And to end things on kind of a positive note, if you're an ASU fan, I think you carry forward with the, with the thought process of like, okay, we are moving past this. Yeah. Right. Like we're not, we're not trying to hide it anymore. We're not trying to keep people in the dark. Like, look, a part of the problem gone. Yeah. A part of the problem gone, no matter their position. Now we'll see what happens again with Herm. Uh, yeah. But as far as today, Wednesday, February 2nd, Antonio Pierce, expected to resign from his position um, as defensive coordinator, as recruiting coordinator. That does it for our emergency pod today. You can catch up with the PHNX Sun Devil squad tomorrow. We've got the USC ASU basketball postgame show. That'll be a great postgame show. We've got a lot of new graphics, a lot of new segments, a lot of fun. Uh, but you can follow us on social at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me on social at Anthony underscore Totri. Sean, where can the peeps follow Lightskin D book? At Sean underscore to pause. And um, before that that game tomorrow, we did interview Bobby Hurley this morning. We did. Great interview. Um, talked about lot. that program. Um, and I know we're ending the show, but you want to talk about two programs that are struggling. Bobby doing is, it right. Is doing it right. Like they're struggling, but he clearly has a vision. Yeah. Um, so check out that interview and then catch us, like Totri said, uh, for the post game show tomorrow. It ought to be a lot of fun. For now. Peace.